0: Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. I am Victor
1: Marland, aka Vert Vic, And I am Sean Alley, in your face, pew, 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 and all that with me beard on fire. We we are we are collectively the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast, and this is a podcast, as you may have guessed, about arcade games. Yes. Old arcade games, not the new, new ones. Fairly new. No, no, it's not new this latest one. It's still 20 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, 20 years old and more. That's much better. And as we mm. usually kick off this podcast about what we can get up to lately, um, do you want me to kick off first? Go on. I'll kick off. I'll kick off. Well, the first one is that Donkey Kong PCB I got. Uh, I actually had to pay extra money for it from the post because I got it from America, and they charged me 55 quid extra for it, even though it was it was sent to me as a gift. Swines, do you hate yeah. the postal service? Anyway, I installed it into a, one of my sub electro Isis cabs. Because it's going to be a, a multi Kong cab. That one, I get the art made up for Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, and I'm also going to have Remix in there. So I've got the Remix kit, and I will be getting the Donkey Kong Junior Remix kit before long as well. But I put it in the in the cab with a. It's got a proper made jammer adapter, which I use on Donkey Kong Junior as well. And poor old Mario wouldn't go left. We don't really need left
0: here for a start.
1: You sort of need left in Donkey Kong, really. So I took the thing apart. It's a two-layer board. uh, And I noticed a large track had burnt up and broken on the back of the the top board, which is obviously a bad thing. Um, So I repaired this with a jumper wire and tried again, put it all back together. Mario would now go left and right, uh, but also went left when you tried to go up a ladder, which is also not good in Donkey Kong. That's That's quite a handicap in Donkey Kong, not being able to go up ladders. So a he's handy embedded. cack. A handy cack. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's quite cack, yeah. It's you know, Donkey Kong has a lot of ladders in it. So, took it apart again. I also noticed very close to that first track burn, there was another track burnt up that was attached to a resistor array, Sean. You know resistor arrays?
0: Yeah, there is that a a a band from the eighties.
1: It might be. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a number of resistors in one little package with a, with a common ground. So instead of having ten resistors, you have one of these little things, and there are certain there are certain resistance and they do lots of jobs of resistors. Oh, I didn't actually know that. I didn't know. And that. usually, from my limited knowledge of fixing PCPs, usually a resistor pack or an array is usually attached to the controls because they get pulled high and low to to make the controls. And um, so I checked out the one that was near it, and it was actually attached to this broken trace. I fixed the broken trace with another wire and checked out the continuity between the resistors in the array. And two of them were were making continuity, so they were actually attached. So I think it's something inside had blown or broken, and they were touching inside. So that's what, what was happening when you press left, you're also pressing, or as you're pressing up, you're pressing left. So left was obviously the stronger movement, and it was going left all the time. So what I did is I snipped it out, put another one in, because I had a, a packet of them somewhere from a recent repair I'd used. So I always buy, like, ten at a time rather than one, because one would cost pennies, and ten is only a pound or something. So you might as well just buy extra ones. So I sorted it out, put it all back in, He snipped the old one out, sucked out the solder, her the new one in, c'est voila. It worked. Absolutely lovely. Do you know so, if
0: Resistor Array was an 80s band? Yeah. Their first album would have been called Continuity. Definitely. Been good, we sh- though, we should
1: start that band, Resistor Array.
0: They're a bit like Heaven 17 meets Visage.
1: Yeah, but if I was in the band, I'd have to have one of those massive flock Seagull haircuts with a huge fringe. Yeah, they were good. I've got a can of hairspray, just there. I could do one in a minute if you like.
0: Any road, you, you might have to do. You might have to do the hair bit. I'll, I'll leave the hair bit to you.
1: You could have an orange beard or something. Yeah, just, just eat a load of watsits. <laughs> Any road, it works now. Um. So I've put Donkey Kong Remix in there as well. I've been playing a lot of Remix lately. So good, such a good game. Um, Doc Mac sent me that PCB, um, and he did say before he sent it he had to repair it himself. So he repaired it, but I'm guessing he didn't have it hooked up to controls when he when he fixed it because you know when you got a, a test bench you might have a controls just had video and sound perhaps. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's fixed now. It's all working. As I said, I added the DK remix to it, and I've been gnashing my teeth at how damn hard that game is. It's so you think Donkey Kong's hard, remix is another level. But if you're pretty good at Donkey Kong, you can get on with it, and I am getting on with it. I'm not brilliant, but I'm getting on with it. But I thought the the remix, standard remix, was the same as a Spooky remix, which was only released on a ROM to play on main. So I can get over a hundred thousand on Spooky, but I can ju- I can just get barely get sixty thousand on regular remix. So hard. Um, I also messaged Sockmaster, who's the guy who, who made these remix games, about a physical release of um, on hardware of Spooky. The Spooky Remix, which I really, mm. I really really enjoyed that. I love it. Um, but he said he's snowed under at the moment doing other stuff and hasn't had time to do a kit, but hopefully in the future he's going to do it. I will buy it immediately when it comes out. So I've been on the Donkey Kong forum and learning new stuff about Donkey Kong Remix. It is a masterpiece, that game, but it's a rock-hard masterpiece. I'm learning new levels all over again like I did with Donkey Kong years ago. Um, I also made... Uh, recently, with bits of my three D printer, there it is. There, let me just show you this thing. Can you see that? Is it a what is it? <laughs> it's a fume extractor for a solder solder fumes. Of course, I thought that. It looks like a little TV. It's like a little sort of four inch cube with a round grill at the front, and in there you've got a detachable. Listen, that kid's moving around. A detachable little thing with um, like a sort of filter in it. So you pop the filter in, it's got a fan behind it, a little switch for on and off, a little LED. And when you turn it on, it sucks all the, the solder fumes out and it gets stuck in the filter, like an oven filter mm. thing. Could you also use that to electrocute flies? Not really. If you
0: put a laser in there, you could, perhaps. You've seen them things, have not you? The flies, they fly into them, it looks like one of them. Your mind goes in very odd places sometimes. <laughs> That is Resistor Ar- Array's second album, Electrocuting Flies.
1: <laughs> uh, what else have we done? That, that thing took so long to make. The two halves were five hours each on the printing. Oh. 3D wow. printing takes a long, old time. Oh, Also, more, more arcade stuff. I've been setting up MAME Horizontal again. You know my uh, MAME setup just decided to kill itself? Yeah. Because Windows is such a reliable platform, isn't it? <laughs> no. Anyone and I know lots of people who use who actually work for Microsoft or, or work with Microsoft products, anyone who says they they use Windows and it's never they've never had a problem with it is a liar. I'm calling yeah. this there is an absolute liar. I can say hand on heart with this MacBook Air I'm recording the podcast with now, my wife bought it for me four years ago, specifically to do the podcast the the OS on it has never crashed i've never had it restart on me or you know an equivalent blue screen of death or whatever it's never happened audacity has failed me a few times because that's a free open source program it, it fails me on my other mac now and again it goes a bit weird but you can yeah. sort of, it's free so you can sort of understand that but this mac has never failed me my mac mini i have which is my main computer in the front room never failed me and the imac i've got now Hasn't failed me in all the time mm. I've had them, and I don't ever turn them off. You just leave them, you know, you just put them on um, on standby or whatever. And this one here never goes off. I just close the lid and just charge it now and again when it needs charging. Never failed me. Every single Windows computer I've ever had has failed me multiple times. But the thing yeah. is, it, ma- apples aren't really for gaming. So you can't really... I have got a reasonable version of MAME in there. But then again, if you want to use Groovy MAME, which we're using, which is the the authentic CRT um, drivers for the graphics cards, so you can use them on arcade monitors and TVs and stuff, they don't have that for Apple. In Apple, you can't change your video cards and all that sort of stuff. So it isn't really viable to use an Apple computer for a MAME setup. Mm. So the MAME computer idea, which is a Groovy MAME, and it's also sort of a foolproof MAME because... It was Rich Gregory's read-only setup he made up for everyone. And what you do is you install Windows, and when you get everything working, you've got a, you have a D drive, which is a partition of the C drive, which you put all your main stuff on, all your track mode and all the drivers and everything. And the C part of the, the main drive, you make read-only. So when you just turn the computer right. off, it's not got any hard drive to to corrupt. It, just, it uses a RAM disk, and the RAM disk just gets flush when you turn it off. And all, all the stuff that's getting read and read and written is on the D drive, which is fine. It doesn't get bothered. So the idea is it's foolproof. When you turn it off at the wall, nothing happens. Windows doesn't kill itself. But for some reason, it killed itself, and the track mode wouldn't work anymore. No. So I've reinstalled it all. It didn't take too long to do, because Rich's um, instructions are really good. He did a video on them, which I'll probably post up a little link to if anyone needs to use it. It's absolutely brilliant. He says himself, he waffles on a bit, but he tells you exactly what you need to know in it. It's brilliant. It works really well. And I just followed that, done it. And the good thing about this is I've been putting some new games on there because I'm going to do a horizontal one. I'm going to just have this as a horizontal version. I don't have any vertical games on there at all because it's on my horizontal pony. And I've just Mm. bought another computer off him, identical to one I've got, a little Dell, which fits in there. And I'm going to do that as a vertical and have the ponies as main machines. They'll be my main, main machine, especially if you're doing the podcast stuff on. Right. I found out on
0: mine. Someone asked me what the menu system was. It wasn't... Because mine's Groovy Arcade, the Linux version. Yeah. And it's it's ADV Menu Plus, ad, probably Advanced Menu Plus. That's all. It's very simple. You've just got a picture to the right-hand side and then a list of games. That is it. And then at the bottom, it'll just say, like, whatever, like, Sikyo 1999 and then the name of the ROM. That is it. And that's good enough for me. That's all I want. That sounds exactly the same as a track
1: mode. That's all I want. When yeah. I When I use a front end, you know you've got your hyperspins and your game X's and your Malas and all that lot they're, they're all fairly good and you know, if you like that sort of thing but I want my MAME system to look like it was made in 1982 <laughs> I want a standard font on the left hand side and a picture on the right and the title and that's all I need to know that's all I want out of it so that has been, I wouldn't say fun it's been awful getting it going I did get it going in the end because Windows has been such a pig to sort out and it clicked, and everything's on there now. And I'm just going through the ROMs, making sure they all work. Then I'll tell the computer it's going into read-only mode. And then what I'll do after that is on the same setup that Rich did, there's a backup utility, a clone. So when I've got everything working perfectly, I'll clone it. So if right. anything, anything ever happens again, I can just load the clone back on, and it'll be just exactly as it was, hopefully.
0: That'll be good. Yeah. I know what you're saying about apples, they are they are very expensive, but they are reliable and they do a good job, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think
0: It's all the proprietary stuff that they charge the Earth for that winds me up, you know.
1: The thing is, because when you buy an Apple computer it's got the Apple whoever makes the video card for them and it's got the whoever makes memory for them and whoever makes, you know, the hard drive and all the drivers and whatever, it's that one thing and the OS works with those things. Mm. You you haven't got a third party or a fourth party video card and different kind of memory and you know all this sort of stuff because Windows have to sort of compete with all these different parts and get them all working together and then get all the programs working with those parts and it just causes tears and tears of problems that could happen. But with an mm. Apple you haven't got that. It's just all that is it and that's all you you got no choice. So you know if you if you want something that just works and you don't want to tinker with it, get an Apple if you can afford it. But with the Windows stuff, they are dirt cheap and, you know, that sort of kind of thing. But I, I just I c- cannot be dealing with messing around with computers anymore. I used to like doing it. I used to step all night just, you know, messing around with DOS and getting Windows 3.1 set up and 95 back in the day and getting all the games working and everything. I used to love that sort of stuff. But now I just cannot be dealing with it. I just want it to it's a work. And I've realised how much I've missed my main arcade machine. Because so when I was just going yeah. through the ROMs of the day, I was having a quick go of something. I thought, like, this is brilliant i love it it's so much better than sitting in front of a pc with a you know sort of a joystick or whatever it's so much better it's so much better i love it Mm -hmm. so i'm sort of happy i'm getting that back on again and when the vertical one comes which has also been kindly supplied by rich he's brilliant for that um i'm going to get the vertical games on there and get some good gaming going again cannot wait right there's another thing i did recently um I made a suggestion because I'm on a few WhatsApp groups and one of the WhatsApp groups I, I quite enjoy going on is the Parkade one which is um, Chris Parsons' his, uh, CMP one of the groups he started up for when he has his little get-togethers you know people talk about what they're going to bring and you know who's who's coming and what time and all this sort of stuff and we just yeah. kept the WhatsApp growing because he, he's not having a, a party for a little while again now and I sort of suggested to everyone there I said I'm going to email people like uh, J Rock and maybe Mark Spath and uh, Clay Cowgill, you know, these clever people who can do these arcade hardware and stuff. Just an idea about doing a multi Nintendo FPGA. Yeah. Because you know, you can get the, the Williams one, which plays, you know, Defender and Stargate and Robotron and Bubbles and what that sort of stuff. And then you can get the Millstar one, which plays uh, Cuba and Krull and. Um,
0: Cubes, cubes, Cube, and, yeah, all that sort yeah, of games yeah. for that yeah.
1: hardware, and then you get the the Berserk one, which made Berserk, fast, slow bullets, frenzy, and there's a few other multi games which which actually use FPGA and the actual proper CPU from the game, which I think is Z80 in most cases or 6809 or whatever. But I was hoping that one of these kind of clever people or a collective of people could do an FPGA with Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, the remix games, Donkey Kong Three. You know, sort of all vertical games. Um, to do that, because I mean, for me to get hold of that Donkey Kong arcade board was really difficult. I was just trying to find one. It was really, I got a four-layer one, which is a cocktail version. I wanted a two-layer, which uses an edge connector rather than these silly little black plugs, because cause I want it to go in the cab easy, just to be able yeah. to swap it over. And finding an actual PCB, original PCB nowadays, is expensive and difficult. They're getting a bit scarcer nowadays. So I was thinking, if you're an FPGA, it would solve, solve, solve so many problems. But you obviously have to get over the fact that Nintendo are still very, very cagey and protective about Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and all their IPs. And fair play, it's their, their property. They should be. But surely if, if these people, if someone put together an FPGA and had the blessing of Nintendo, and obviously... Allowed Nintendo some say in what they were doing, and you know, so Nintendo could have an idea of what's going on with it, and obviously share of the profits, etc., etc. Even though Nintendo are massive, and there probably wouldn't be many profits to share, but it's a way of getting the game into arcades, into people's collections, because people because they're actually paying for it, so it's their property, and. You know, they've just released Donkey Kong on the Switch. I think they've released Junior as well, and I think that Sky Skipper and some of their classic games they're bringing out. Mm. Why not bring it out on a on a proper board that you can put in an arcade machine? Because that's where it originated from. That's where it belongs, I reckon.
0: Yeah, I think FPGA or somewhat like it is is the future in this. It? It's, it's going to preserve. The games for centuries or whatever, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but the thing is, I, I put this to the group saying, you know, what do you think? And everyone sort of poo pooed it, saying, no way Nintendo are going to do it. No way are they going to do it. But why wouldn't they? Because mm. they're still going to bring out games um, using, you know, Mario and Yoshi and Donkey Kong and all their other characters on the Switch and, and the DS and everything. So why not just bring another version of it out for another platform? Which is, I know it's a small collector's thing more than anything but there's so many barcades popping up now and you know big arcades like arcade club and why wouldn't they have another version of it why wouldn't it make it easy to get their games into the public
0: i bet they'd sell thousands because every every retro arcade wants a donkey kong don't absolutely I mean, it's, the top, it's the top five in it every every retro arcade have you got donkey kong no oh well not yeah bothered then. yeah
1: it's usually space invaders Galaxian, pac-man uh donkey kong maybe defender in fact i've got a little thing to talk about in a minute about classic games and you know they always sort of say have you got this have you got that and even someone who's like 60 70 years old they'll know what pac-man is or space Invaders, or donkey kong it's one of the you know it's it is easy top five and finding those machines nowadays is getting harder again still because everyone mm. wants a donkey kong or a donkey Junior or a classic nintendo shaped cabinet I think it'd just be a really great thing to do. and If it had Nintendo's endorsement, people would be even more inclined to buy it. Yeah. Because they could, I presume, because they can get FPGA 100% exactly the same as the actual boards, and they've proven this by doing opcode checks, they could use that in the world record holding games as well, and it also be a lot more reliable for world record holders. Yeah. So I reckon it'd be a really good idea. I'm going to... I am going to email these these people I know who, who who have the knowledge and the capability to do this and see what they think. Maybe they've already done it and Nintendo just flatly refused. I don't know. Mm. I, for one, think it'd be a brilliant thing. Yeah, be good. You can't get enough of uh, that kind of thing. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know there there are there is FPJs coming out of different things, and, and I know I know a few people in the UK who are tinkering with FPGAs now, and I have some ideas for them. I have ideas Sean. Oh, I have ideas. Moon Patrol. No, absolutely not. Moon Patrol IPA edition. Well, not, what you need to do, see, you've got to remember is when you do an FPGA, you could do sort of one game. But the best thing to do is is to do a few games that you that share the same hardware. So you can get more games on there like the Star board or mm. you know the Williams one that uses different games. So with Moon Patrol, I, I'm not sure Moon Patrol's got an M number, hasn't it? It's like it's IRAM hardware, like M. I think M eighty two was R type, and M eighty four was R type two, and M ninety two was yeah. R type Leo. Mm. Our, Moon Patrol has an early M number. I know it does.
0: Moon Patrol is on M fifty two hardware.
1: And I got a feeling it's similar hardware to Kung Fu Master, but Kung Fu Master and, and Moon Patrol are not on an FPJ. Would be brilliant, wouldn't it?
0: And Kung Fu Master is on M sixty two hardware.
1: Because Kung Fu Kung Fu Master Boards fail a lot. I've got two of them. And they are working, but the sound's all hissy on it, and they do fail quite often. So that'd be another candidate maybe, because that's a classic game as well. There are and a lot of the Atari games as well, but again again, Atari nowadays is owned by a company which are awful. And they, they do yeah. not they like to sell their IP a lot. So, you know, they'd probably want trillions of dollars for it just to do that sort of thing, even though they're just Atari in name only. Awful company.
0: Yeah, they're just rinsing that logo, aren't they? It is a, it is an absolutely beautiful logo, and it still looks good now, but it's just a logo. It's yeah, not but it's what they're attaching
1: to it. You know, that, yeah. that speaker hat they made. What a travesty. A speaker hat? They made a hat with a speaker in it, in the brim. How annoying is that? That's weird. And they've got this, the VCS machine that they're pretending to bring out, which has now been on, put back another year, I believe.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, nonsense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it the Atari box they called it, didn't they? They changed it to the VCS, maybe?
0: Yeah, I like. I actually like the name the Atari box. I thought it was better, but VCS is the, the original the original Atari isn't yeah. it? video computer system, yeah. They might
1: as well just call it the Vapor, because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> the Atari Vapor. What have you been up to, old son? I've been, I've been, I haven't been. I have really been up to much, much, because work's still been kicking me in the behind, but it's getting better.
0: Mm. Well, the- well, I've been promoted... Oh, have you? Temporarily. What, from toilet to... cleaner to what, doorman? Dorman? No, I am I was venue manager at oh, Arcade From deputy manager to venue manager last week, because venue manager off, bless him, having a week off. Right. So that was full-on mental, but I did have to keep pinching myself, thinking how lucky I am to be in that position. You know, it's just amazing. You it's know, brilliant. having but a it dream is...
1: about shouting at kids who are putting pop on, on control panels. Oi, get yeah. it off that. Yeah, don't lean on the machines.
0: You because you're dealing with the general public. Like 99 of them are lovely, but you do you do get some situations which you can't really go into. But bonkers. Anyway, yeah, I, I would
1: kill the public.
0: No, you can't kill them because you I, you need.
1: I, I would kill them all. That's why I don't work with the public. I would kill them all.
0: You'd get arrested in, in that. Kill, kill, kill them all. Right. Also, I went to see my mum in Northamptonshire. She's. Not very well and had a not very good diagnosis, but never mind. We will make sure she's very comfortable and we all love her. Yes, yes. Uh, right, arcade news. Arcade news got loads of news this time. Got them. Here we go. I'm clicking on it. (laughs) Here (laughs) we we go. Darius, Darius is coming to the Switch. There's like that much stuff coming to the Switch? That's because the Switch is awesome. I love me Switch. Darius Cosmic Collection, M 2s latest for Switch, does the arcade classic justice. I think there's just one game that they're not so keen on that's missing, which is the the three D thing, Darius Guy Denison. That's not on it. One of them.
1: Oh, but, I like that one. If that's the one I'm thinking uh, that was on the later hardware, I quite like that one.
0: Hang on, I think I think that is on. Oh That's cool. On. So it's a a, a load good. of
1: them on there. A collection yeah, of Darius games. Oh cool.
0: 3 or 4. Ah, hmm. G Darius, the 3D one, G Darius is not on. That's not what the reviewer is complaining about, but oh, okay. it's still a good a good deal, I think.
1: Yeah, I'll look out for that
0: one. And all oh, this is good. I, I like this. Every year the Shoot 'em Up Forum, shmups.system11.org, do they vote for their best shoot 'em ups of all time. Yeah. And it's it's a yearly thing. So this year
1: Ketsui, they've voted as the best shooting up of all time. What did you say? Raiden 1 and 2 win again this year? (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. I totally agree, mate.
0: Battle Garega, number two. Battle Garega. Dodon Pachidaiujo, number three. Mushihima Mushihima Sama 4. Crimson Clover is one I've not played a lot, but I have played it on... My house. At the Batcave on summer, and your house, yeah.
1: Yes, because I used to own it, and now Mr Lewis has got it.
0: You've got a Dodon patchy arm police Batrider, right Ikaruga, Gradius 5. It's a lot of bullet holes in there, because that's what the forum yeah. likes. But you've got a Batsugan down there. You've got a Gunbird 2. <laughs> Gunbird 2. Gunbird 2. Gunbird a... There's three. No, there's not. Yeah, there's three Dodon patches in there.
1: They do like a Dodon patchy.
0: So i put a link in the no-shouts for that. You can have a look at that, kids. Another game coming to the Switch. Yes. Elevator action. I like a bit of
1: elevator action.
0: I'm not so keen. Why would anybody want to put that on the anyway?
1: It'd be on the Switch. The thing is, right, um, the Darius one is all the games together, which is nice to have a collection. And are they doing their, Are they doing some like slightly revamped versions as well? Or is it just original games from the arcade? I, I think it's just the original,
0: but because. Some of them were three screens wide. They've had to do a bit of jiggery-pokery to sort of squash them down.
1: Yeah, but TVs nowadays are usually massive and widescreen anyway, so that would work quite well, I Mm. reckon. The thing is with Elevator Action, which is a single game, it's just a single ROM, which is running, obviously, some kind of emulator through the Switch. These games are about six or seven quid, aren't they, on the
0: Switch? I I, I think the Darius
1: one's quite expensive, It will be, because there's quite a few of them. But, I mean, the Elevator Action one, the single games... Uh, released on, I think it's some kind of arcade classics. They call it. They release it on. They're six or seven quid. I think that's too much money. To be honest with, you. I know it's not a lot mm-hmm. of money, but I think it's too much money for a game that every every retro game has already got. Maybe they got the NES version of it, or you know, main version, or even if they got the arcade machine or whatever, they would have had a version of that somewhere on a cartridge or a disc or whatever, or a port. Paying six or seven quid again for a version you've already got. You know, you might want to play it on the, on the, you know, when you're on the toilet or, you know, on the bus with your switch or whatever so you take it with you. 2 or 3 quid, yes, but 6 or 7 quid, I think it's too much for those games.
0: Yeah, I do, especially cuz they've been out forever anyway, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, and everyone's got already paid for it at least once or twice down the line, haven't
0: they? You can use that the internet archive to, to play a lot of these games now just in your browser and they're yeah. they're, de- they're decent they're playable you can get a, like get a flavor of the games. So. absolutely absolutely yeah anyway next one violent video games found not to be associated associated with adolescent aggression surprise surprise
1: um can i give my opinion on this yes duh really yeah. <laughs> We've been saying it for years, haven't we? It's just an, it's just this scapegoat and an excuse for the crappy media to just give something a bashing which is brilliant and we love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so read that. It just says what what everyone knows is obvious, but now it's in print and it's been proved by them scientists.
1: Them scientist types. Right, yeah. we we're talking about Donkey Kong earlier. You can never get enough Kong. The Kong off seven, a guy called Jeff Wolf has won Kong off seven. Well done, Jeff. And while I was looking up some stuff on the Donkey Kong forum, which is a really great place to go if you're really into Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Crazy Kong, all the Kong kind of games, and yes. the remix versions and all that lot, there's a thing called the Upside Down Ladder trick on the Pie Factory. Have you ever heard of that? No. You don't Upside really know, Down Ladder? Yeah, you don't really know a lot about Donkey Kong, do you? Not as technical as I am with Donkey Kong. No, on the Pie not a Factory, fan. On the Pie Factory one, at the... When you go up the pie factory levels, you usually go on the right-hand side to the top. On the last ladder, there's a ladder that moves up and down. You know, it sort of moves up and down. You can't go up and down it when it's, when it's moving. Well, there's a bug in it. If you do certain movements while you're on it, you can go down the ladder, and you just keep continuing down the screen through the platforms. Yeah. And you go under. You go right to the bottom of the screen, come up the top, and you finish the level. It's, a, it's a bug I didn't know about. It's, there's been bugs found nowadays on Donkey Kong that have been around, obviously, since the game was made 30 odd years ago. I'm really just finding them now. How weird is that? It's got to be the
0: most one of the most played games, isn't it? It it's amazes me how the, the forum is massive still and the, the, the yep. interest behind this game, like the, skill, uh, the score chasers.
1: And they're still finding stuff. Talking about score mm. chasers, old son, the Donkey Kong World record has been beaten again.
0: just recently
1: this is by John McCurdy and he got 1,249,500 points pipping Robbie Lakeman by 1,800 points and this is John McCurdy's 10th 1.2 million point game I think he did this on proper hardware didn't he but he's the guy that's been playing on Mame a lot I've no idea I was only reading this bit about him but um, I've never heard of him before but he must have been sort of one of the guys in the background getting the, you know, the million points. Because it's usually like 10 or 12 people who can get million point games. Yeah. And I think Robbie Lakeman can only... I think he's only done it four times maybe. And mm-hmm. I think Wes Copeland's done it once or twice. One of them, they're, they're quite low. And this guy is head and shoulders above the rest of them by getting 10 1.2 million point games. Because at one point they only they thought that you couldn't get more than that 1.2 million, but now 1.249 million has been achieved. Amazing.
0: Well, it'll, it'll be okay until Charlie Farr beats it. Yeah, but Charlie Farr needs more practice, doesn't he? Well, he can. What's the score he's got at Arcade? I think he's got 934,000 on the Arcade yeah, Club. An, yeah, another
1: 300,000 points is a, a, a massive get. It's a massive get. Because you've got to start... When you start playing to their standard, they're doing stuff like they've leached the points on the first level. You know, the the normal barrel level. Mm. They'll stand on the top barrel level, jump over the barrels, go down the the ladder and jump over them again. So they'll jump the same set of barrels (laughs) twice or three times. That's how good they are. And they're doing all that and not getting killed at the same time. And they, they, they go so deep into the scores... They'll actually sacrifice men at certain points in the game so they can do the level again to get more points, to leech more points at certain levels. Because they, they can do the whole game and kill screen it on one man. So they're so confident they can kill themselves off and leave one man and do the whole game after they've knocked out all them points on one man. They're that good. It's amazing.
0: It is good. It is good. It, yeah, it does surprise me. I know it's there's a massive strategy to it and... Good luck to anyone playing it. It's not for me, I'm afraid. Not well, bullets that, that
1: kind of um, technical gameplay isn't for me either. I do love Donkey Kong, and I'm getting into it again, especially with DK Remix. I, I, I sort of go in fits and starts with Donkey Kong. I, I, I've actually bought a new chair, so I can sit down and play it. Because playing it, when you start getting into it, and you're playing it for quite a while, it does get you need know, to sit down with it, certain games like that. And I bought myself a nice stool for it. But I've been playing that again, and learning bits about Donkey Kong Remix, and I you can play normal donkey kong on that same board as well so i've been playing that as well and i don't think i'll ever get more than about a quarter of a million but i'm happy with that that's quite a big score for me yeah i'm happy with games if i can loop them yeah you know i like that i think i think did i I think
0: i did loop donkey kong didn't i i'll just just about manage it and then switch yeah, it off
1: it's not it's not too it, difficult to do that if you practice a little bit it's not too difficult yeah.
0: Actually, I'm not sure I did, you know. I don't think I did. Because he goes 1, 4, 1, 2, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. Doesn't it? I don't think I did that.
1: Yeah, when you get to level 5, when you've sort of knocked him off his perch 5 times, that's as hard as the game ever gets. It doesn't get any harder than that. I think
0: I could do the Japanese version, which is just 1, 2, 3, 4. I think I could do that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can. It's easy enough to do. Yeah. Right, this requires one of these. Resonant ping. This this little part's called Chunks In Stuff. This is Rich Chunks In, our massive friend. He's not massive, he's quite small, but he's a friend who's massive. Yay! <laughs> um, I've put a p- PDF up that he wrote for me uh, of an explanation of what Chunks In, and also Dave Flintster did with the analogue controls on Chris CMP's PowerDrift machine when I was around the, uh, the CMP Meet 6 a couple of weeks ago. It enables... Um, the gameplay under emulation of Powerdrift, uh with proper arcade controls in a proper arcade cabinet, because Chris was playing outrun hardware in there, but he always wanted to play power drift and couldn't get hold of a board because they're quite hard to find and very expensive. And these two guys have made a solution to use analogue controls. You can use steering wheels, um, pedals, gear sticks, and all that sort of stuff, with a pie. And it uses a little piece of hardware called um I think it's uh, Pi.io. I've just bought one. It's a little kit I've got in next door. I've just bought one because I'm going to use it analog for Food Fight. So it's quite difficult to explain what they did. they did quite a lot of things as well, lots of bits and bobs. So have a look at this PDF, which I put on the website. It's very interesting. And it's also going to give life to driving cabs. Because a lot of these driving cabs, stuff with like Sega games, is the hardware, which is, which is sort of um, the Model 2 and the Model 3 hardware, it breaks down for a pastime and it cannot be fixed. So this mm. will keep the games going, which is a good thing, even if it's a driving game that I don't particularly like. A lot of people are really into the driving games, and this is going to be a really cool way of playing the games in a proper machine with proper controls. Because mm. with a driving game, you can't really do with a joystick, can you? You need a steering wheel to play it properly.
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. You can get away with it but it's not anywhere
1: near like the proper experience even half the experience is it
0: no you can just I can just about play like turbo outrun with this joystick and yeah it's not it's not not fun though is it
1: it's not fun doing it like that at all so they've done some absolute stellar work there and and Rich is he's a massive ambassador for arcade emulation he's really cool at it so thank you to Dave and Rich thank you for that have a look on the PDF. Now, you know I was saying earlier about classic, we were talking about classic games that everyone sort of knows about. Yeah. I, I sort of realised the other day, I have got original PCBs of the, the games that I call classic. I only thought about it the other day because I just recently bought that Pac-Man PCB, didn't I, to put the multi-game yep. on. So I've got original Space Invaders, got an L-shape in my cocktail cabinet. I've got Pac-Man with the Pac-Man... 96-in-1 hardware. Galaxian, which I've got Macro's multi-board on there as well. Uh, Scramble, got the original Scramble hardware with the Phil Murray multi-kit on that as well. Phoenix, got original Phoenix machine as well. Uh, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. I've got originals of all those games.
0: That's good, that's good.
1: It's... I didn't go out specifically to buy originals because i don't, I don't mind having bootlegs at all. I just don't mind. I think they're great a lot of the time bootleg boards actually work better than the originals because they haven't got custom chips and you know stuff that might go wrong. They've been sort of made with off the shelf parts are really easy to fix so mm. uh, but I have got those original boards now sort of and they are games I do like playing as well on the original hardware
0: I've got. I've got three or four, but nothing really big.
1: You've got a 1942, which is a core classic game, I reckon. Yeah, and Moon, Moon Patrol. Patrol. And, yeah, and uh, Strikers 1945. That is not a classic game, mate. It's not bad. That would look good. Well, what else got? T- that game would look good in a bin.
0: Nice. not nice. Strikers 1945 3, I think, is the best one of the series.
1: That looked look also good in a bin with it.
0: Covered in this- leftover food. I think the Shmups guys like number two best, I think. Shmup forum.
1: Rubbish games. Don't like them.
0: Mm. Recent
2: pickups.
1: I've not had a lot of pickups lately. I've not been buying much. But I bought one major thing. So the first little thing, I bought some rubbery shrink wrapper wires. Ooh, that's good, that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it, it shrinks onto yeah. wires. I can't even get excited about it, really. I needed to buy some. Uh, that Rasp I.O. I said about, I've got to assemble it, yeah? And then Rich has got to tell me how to use it because I haven't got a clue. But I'm going to put it with a Raspberry Pi, probably a Zero, and have that inside my food fight machine with an analogue joystick, a proper 5K pot Sega an- analogue joystick. It's not as good as a real Atari one, but that's like 300 quid's worth. Those joysticks are insanely expensive. Mm, God. But it works really nice. So I actually I wired the analogue up to an A-Pack, and just tried out on that. And it worked quite nicely. Um, but this Raspio is like £6. And apparently it works really nicely on, on Raspberry Pis. We just need to get the software working, get Rich on the case. I think he's already done the software. And I think he's done a video as well to show me how to do it. So that'd be really cool. God bless you, Raspberry Pis. Let's give Rich another one of these. Yay. Pink. Oh, and the big one. I have just paid for my seventh ISIS cab. Seven cabs all in a row, looking the same. Yep, but I'm not picking it up until Revival in June, so I'll be taking that home with me. Nice. Nice. So so you're not
0: going to be taking a a game to Revival, are you? (sighs) You won't get one?
1: I'm not sure yet, because it's all to do with transport, and I don't Mm. want to have to hire a van and drive it. I don't like vans. Me and vans do not have a good history. Mm. I crashed (laughs) one into the side of a a neighbour's car once when I moved to London. Which wasn't good. <laughs> I scraped down the side of a house with the um tail left. Oops. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not happy about vans, so I'm not sure what's going on with that yet. But if someone wants to drive a van, I will happily fill it with some of my cabs for revival. Ooh. And also bring one back with me. Yay. Yeah. Have you bought anything? I have actually. Let's Ooh. have a look. Really? Let's have a look, kids. I've got it better not be biscuits I or IPA. I've got. He's got a carry bag. I've got some noodles. Y- naked noodles, by the looks. of naked it. Naked noodles for for me dinner tomorrow. I've got some duct tape. Is that for taping up ducks? No, that's to stick
0: a bit of carpet down in the arcade. Right. I've got got some salt from McDonald's. That's right. a free pickup.
1: D- does McDonald's some... not have enough salt in it for God's sake?
0: <laughs> no, you have to put more salt on. Glow it. I've got some ink for the stamp pad in the box office yep that's is it arcade ink it is arcade ink and i've got a usb c lead for the for my phone in the car if my phone runs out of juice thank goodness for that and i think that's
1: it kids sure yeah should stop waffling and get on with some feedback okay put that over there
2: listener feedback
0: right benson rad listener number four Multi Pack PCB. I'm sure there were various kits out there. I know one of the earlier ones that had most of the games on got discontinued, banned due to complaints of a copyright. It could have been Frogger that was on
1: it, if if it ever was on one. Uh, Toki. What? that's because I thought Super Glob was on the 96 in one, and it isn't. But it might have been on an earlier iteration of it. Right. And Frogger as well. I want the earlier iteration. Everyone, if anyone's got the ROMs for that, get in contact with me, please.
0: Had, Eyes is good on it as well, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Eyes is brilliant. I've been playing that a lot on that cab. It's brilliant.
0: Benson also goes on about Toki. He says, you talk about other games as energy bars for bosses. They have them in Final Fight. Oh. I'm sure I'm sure the ones in Robocop did as well. I think Sean is right about it being a game to learn. Foolishly, I guess I should have played played with by continuing just to learn it. But I'll stick into the one p at a time rule back to the start. If anything, I just wanted to get to the number one spot on the game scoreboard but i would have needed a lot more gaming hours to play and learn it the game itself is quite unique nice graphics but i agree the football helmet is not addition as does not really fit the environment same with the trainers i found it very hard to get past the first boss as toki was pretty slow so never seemed to have enough time to turn and run from it all the things that he threw out you you, you stay right close to him and then just keep shooting him, and he, he throws the things over your head if you're right near him. Oh, okay. One.
1: Still having a crack at w- Giga Wing. Used to have this on the Dreamcast. And Tagster has also found... <laughs> he said, remember the game Guess Who? You know when you flip over the little the little cards and it's got people on it, you've got to say, oh, has it got glasses on? And you say no, and you turn off all the ones with glasses. He's found uh, Vincent Marmite, a.k.a. me, featured as a character. <laughs> He's got very shifty eyes. I'll put that on the website for people to look at. That's a nice app. Podcast.
0: Ian Cullen says, the podcast is Ear Biscuits. And the
1: toky is Arse Biscuits. The
0: game is Arse Biscuits, yeah. It was, I didn't think
1: much (laughs) of it. Uh, Deadlock, he says, bloody ex-Sean Holly, in 10pence Arcade. You don't know what toffee pops are. No, I don't. Do you know what a toffee pop is? No, he sent us a link, though, hadn't he? It's some sort of uh, biscuity thing. I've never heard of it. He must be a lot younger than us. I a mere boy. And he says, if you can find some here in Ireland, he'll send them to our K Club for us to sample and review. Yes, please. Hmm. Perhaps they are
0: Irish. It, then, Casey with the K. This serves as an official decree to charge that both Eight Bit Wit and I have decided that you does. Are required to travel to Atlanta in July for Southern Fried Gaming Expo twenty nineteen. A live dual podcast would certainly be in order. hashtag Make it happen.
1: I replied to Casey with a K. Unfortunately, I can't do it. I'd love to go to SFGE. It'd be brilliant, and obviously meeting up with Whitney again is always a pleasure. And Brent, Brent will be there as well. But the thing is, I'm planning on going to Portland Retro Gaming Expo in October. That's the biggest one in the world and i don't think i can do two trips to america this year so october for me portland retro gaming it just beats sfge sorry sorry lads i would love to go if you can if you can win the lottery and send me over that'd be brilliant i'll do that yes i'll bring Sean with me yes do that win the lottery
0: I'm, please i'm actually off work in july but i'm going to nerg i'm off work for a week and then seven two days at nerg so i don't know when sfge is but mm. there you go Got one from Mr. Mark Happy Dude. He's put a, a poll on Twitter. Did Mr. Sean Holly pick this game to troll me, as he knows I can't quite play it? This is Giga Wing. Uh, your thoughts, please. And seventy-five percent people think I was trolling him because it's in me who's been requesting Giga Wing for y- literally years, and I've said no, 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 and eventually gave in.
1: And the Daft Tossbot goes and cuts his thumb off as yeah. we choose it. So you can't please everyone, can you?
0: Hmm. No, he still got still got another thumb. It was his joystick thumb, though.
1: Uh oh, uh oh.
0: Yeah. got a nice gyrus score from the pulse rifle. He posted. He got ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine thousand eight hundred and fifty. So just before it rolls over,
1: he is the world record champion. Anyway, though, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So we should expect nothing less from that man. Aaron White has replied to our Toki, come on, everybody, it's Gibbon time, and put a YouTube video up with the goodies, the Funky Gibbon. Oh, yeah. Would our American listeners know the goodies? Look it up.
0: Yeah. They were bonkers, very English-humorous, 1970s, 80s comedy show, weren't they? Yeah, I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. Andy Godoy from Get to the Chopper, love this game,
1: Toki. All I can say to that, Andy, is... Why? (laughs) Flinster. Dave Flinster. Another high score challenge missed. Damn it. But yes, the team were on some serious drugs when they made Toki. Bet they were. Paul
0: McCaskey. Great show as always, guys. I think the conductor bloke figure we looked at last time. You know, Tagster sent that sort of little action figure and he was a conductor. It was you. It It was you in, in action figure form. He was supposed to be John Williams. Also, that big head art style that you talked about is called SD or Chibi. Oh, it's yeah, lo- I've
1: heard of Chibi. I've heard of Chibi, yeah. It's in loads of anime and games, many better than Toki. Absolutely. ZX Michael, uh, Sean Holly. can I have third place for Toki, please? That was on time, but missed, please. I've, yeah, I missed, I've missed two, actually. But I've, I've put that
0: in, and I've changed the 10 pence high score league table. So there you go, ZX Michael. Apologies for that.
1: Mark Sharpie was replying to my tweet about how I in inverted brackets liked Gigawing so much I've been playing Donkey Kong Remix, Cuba and Scramble instead. He said, same here, enjoying it so much I dismantled a couple of mega drive pad so I could soak them in Flash Detergent to avoid playing it.
0: <laughs> evoga is put great i finally purchased another arcade machine after being without one for many years and thought i would partake in the high score challenge after listening to many of your fine podcasts and it's that damn dreamcast shooter dodging game giga wing money idle exchanger would be my choice mm, okay
1: nice for getting a gab though evoga well done drumsy hi guys great podcast as always makes the morning commute a lot more bearable so if you could do one every day that'd be great no, don't think I've submitted a score since Turtles and the birth of my first little one, Haley, set a score practically while giving birth. But I'm giving, going to try and get back into it now as with regular bedtimes and routines established. God bless the routine. I've taken inspiration from you guys and I've started setting my own score challenges at work. Every two weeks we present our latest work to the business and theme our review on a classic game of my choosing, mostly games I played in my childhood or ones that could be easily played online. And everyone at the review has two weeks to set their own top scores. So far we've had Amidar, Bubble Bubble, Chase HQ, Donpachi, Elevator Action, Final Fight, Gus and Goblins and Hunchback. I've topped the leaderboard each time so far, but don't expect to get anywhere in your leaderboards. Keep the great work and can't wait to play Giga Wing. P.S. I was pleasing myself in the Arcade Master Quiz as I knew the answer to the MagMax question. A friend of mine gave me the board a while ago. I've not done anything with it yet. Play it, Drumsy. Play it, damn it. You know, these
0: games he's playing, they're alphabetical order. Oh, maybe that's why. Amadar, Bubble Ball, Chase HQ, a- ABC, Don Pachi, Elevator Action, Final Fight.
1: Go- yeah, is at 2 8. He must be doing it. Let's be doing alphabetical order. Mm. Well, I, sh- I shall do this next one from John Singletary. He sent me quite a long email. And he loved his new Sing theme music from a couple of episodes ago. And he says, what is the source of that clip? And that is from Sister Mercy. Uh, Either This Corrosion or Dominion, I can't remember. Uh, And he says, I recognise most of your audio bits, and we share the same taste in bands, but I couldn't place that one. Sister Mercy. So, okay, Harumph. As embarrassing as a gut-wrenching this is, it's time for the story of Kongageddon, he told us about a few weeks ago. Alternative titled, How Your Pal Singy is a Numb Skull. You may recall me telling the story of plucking a Nintendo Duncan Jr. from a shed in Frostproof, Florida, which looked like it had been dragged on its back and literally had a soggy bottom. About a year ago, my buddy the Woodworking Genius helped me cut the back inch or so off the back of the cabinet and Biscuit join a new back edge on it. Brilliant! Now, fast forward to November-December time frame. I started bonding those seams and repairing all the broken edges and corners. 50 hours of work into it. It was finally Perfect you would have needed calipers to test, tell the difference between this cabin and a brand new one rolling off the line back in the day. The primer coat was as smooth as glass and it was all ready for perfectly matched paint, side art and done. It was Saturday night and I was exhausted so I decided it was off to bed and early up to finish it the next day. Since I live in Florida, I checked the weather twice and had an hour by hour 0% chance of rain forecast. Also, it was under a giant tent in my driveway and wrapped up in a tarp. It's worth noting the total safety of my garage was all about three feet away from this tarp where the cab was resting. About 4am I woke up and thought I'd better check the cab. Looked out the window to find that it was pouring down with rain. No tent, no tarp, just a particle board cab. Formerly perfect now doing its best Noah's Ark imitation in a storm of biblical proportions. I went outside to find my giant folding canopy tent mangled on the roof of my house and the, temp, the tarp halfway down the block. All my bondo was warped and blown out and the formerly perfect T-Modern channels now blown up to do- double normal size. I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. This is daughter Sam Kong Jr.'s favourite game and she was really excited we were going to have a dedicated cabinet. It's been about a month now and I still feel awful every time I look at this cabinet which may be salvageable but more likely to complete an utter pants. If you have any pro tips on how to deal with blown-out particle board t molding channels, I'm all ears. At least there were no electronics in it. I think I'm going to try to cobble it together and f- hope to find a nicer cab to transplant into later on. That is a real shame. Mm. Poor guy. Um, if that were me, I'd just, I'd just l- just get rid of it. Get someone to make you. A reproduction cabinet, because in America there's quite a lot of reproduction cabinets you can buy for about three to five hundred dollars. I do yeah. that, make it absolutely perfect. Don't waste any more time on it. Get someone to do it for you. Put Donkey Kong in it, inside, indoors. Don't leave it outside, and just in- let you and your daughter enjoy it. Don't don't bother with fixing it because every time you look at it, you're going to see all the imperfections, and you're going to be reminded of that fatal night when you left it outside. Best thing to do is get a new one, honestly. That's, that's tragic to hear, isn't it?
0: It is, it is.
1: Let's have a bit of sad music.
0: Oh, it's sad, damn it. Well, he's, he's carrying on here. Do you want me to read this bit? Yeah. So, why Pac-Man Redemption is put? Attached are some pics of my recent original Pac-Man restore, both before and after. And they this look is really the...
1: nice, by the way. I've seen these pictures; they're really good.
0: This is the other of the frostproof cabs. I threw myself into this project to make me feel better about Junior. I learned a lot of techniques working on Junior, and I think it helped me out. Helped the outcome on Pac. You judge: is it a resonant ping-worthy restore or a sad clown horn sound effect restore? You decide. Go for it. More yeah. wealthy super super big, is that? I'm really excited about how it came out though it is all original except for the monitor. The monitor out on the on the original glass control panel overlay on original control panel t-molding and a high score saves multi-kit i put a piece of bad wood with good paint off the cabinet to get a perfect match on the yellow wife helped me with the paint retouch after tons of bondo work sam and abby kong jr are digging it 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 to, it hasn't totally cured the dk jr blues but it has helped
1: yep yep oh what a bummer right eh? <laughs>
2: Friendly
0: shout-outs. Right, I'm going to give a shout-out. I've remembered people's names, which is unusual. Well done. Did you write them down in your little notepad? I did, with my phone. Zach and Anthony, two listeners I met before at Arcade Club, and also uh, Brian Haribo turned up, and I was going to give him some Haribos and get him to pose with them, but I thought, no, it's a bit cruel. But he doesn't actually mind the Haribo thing. He like, quite likes it. He himself. hasn't
1: got a choice. I suppose not, That's his they? name.
0: Yeah, right, Haribo.
1: I haven't really got any shout-outs. I'll tell you what, I'll give Rich Chunks in, Dave Flintster, big shout-outs. And a ping.
0: You're very generous with them pings lately. Well, got to do it, haven't you? Mm.
2: Japanese with 10 pants.
0: This is... The mysterious Japanese lady She's she's, fin- she's well, she's better She's finishing off the cave story So have a listen to this
3: Let's talk about Japanese arcade games These are the final arcade games created by cave the game art and sound are now at a whole new level. Cave have always stuck through their beautiful but challenging game style. If you want to play these games then bate! Do your best! In 2006, Cave created an alternative version of their previous hit Kuro Black Label. Only a small number of these games were released in Japanese arcades. It has a different scoring and rank system designed for the hardcore gamers. Just after Ibarakuro, cave released Pink sweets Ibara. Ibara. means after Ibara. This is the true sequel to Ibara. Using beautiful colors in scenery, this game is a little cuter than the original Ibara. Cute, but still difficult. The end-of-level bosses look like big, angry toy robots. I candy for Brit hell fans. Number 18. Still in 2006, Cave made yet another sequel, mushihime hime sama Futari. This updated version of mushihime sama had many glitches and bugs in the game design, gamers were not very happy. Cave had to release Version 1.5 later in the year to make the gamers happy again. Arigato, Cave. Number. The year is 2007. It is time for a new game. Mochi Mochi Pork. A strange cutie that makes tail with piggy girls riding bicycles. Mochi Mochi is Japanese for plump or fat. This game is all about pork. Maybe not one of K's best games. Number 20 In 2007, Cave created a new masterpiece. This is This game was designed to be more accessible to non-hardcore gamers, Japanese style Gosikuri Fight against many creepy enemies in this supernatural horizontal shooter. The end of level bosses are amazing and unforgettable.
2: Power up! <laughs> Number
3: twenty-one, Les Smiles, Crow. Once again, it is a broad level version for hardcore gamers. Number twenty-two. In two thousand eight, Cave released part five of the Donbatsu series. It's all about stopping enemy lasers instead of dodging their bullets. You may need a degree in mathematics to understand the scoring system. Twenty-three. It's 2009. Yet another sequel. This is Smiles to Makai no Merry Christmas. The main enemy in this game is an evil version of Santa Claus. This game featured polygon-based graphics instead of sprites. Number twenty-four. It's 2010! Another reality! It's just another level version with different game modes for hardcore gamers. Will Cave ever create a
2: truly new game again?
3: Number 25 In 2010, Cave gave us a new game! Akai Katana Akai Katana translates as Red Sword. It is set in an alternate reality industrial Japan with ninjas who can throw battleships. It's a crazy but excellent bullet hell. Number 26 In 2012 KV released its final arcade shooter Dodonpachi 最大王女 Chapter 6 of the Donpachi series with new shiny graphics and fantastic music more of the same for the funds. This week's games were Kuro, Label, Pink sweets, Ibara, むちむちポークデススマイルズデススマイルズ黒ドドンパチ大復活デススマイルズ 2 ドドンパチ大復活黒 well, that is the end of the Cave Arcade Story. Cave stopped making arcade games and went on to produce games for consoles and mobile phones. It's so sad, but all good things come to an end. ありがとうございます! Hey. Thank you for listening. See you another time.
2: Presented
0: by Kane. That is it's really so. that's so good so well produced puts us to shame I think but l- listen to about halfway through the way she pronounces death smiles I had to listen to it twice I thought oh she's missed death smiles but it's it's very weird how she says it but it must be you know obviously the Japanese pronouncing of it
1: it's, Thank God. it's the japanese way and the better way of pronouncing it they did all the word, all the words in japanese just sound so cool don't they? they really do they really do love hearing japanese language
2: arcade master quiz
1: got a quiz for you sean Right, lay it on me, baby. Let me just unfold it, cause it's actually on the papery stuff. Oh, I remember that paper stuff. Thanks. That's not a thunderstorm. It's my paper. That sounds like a, th- a thick piece. Is that
0: like a, a 90 gram, 100 gram piece of paper? I can measure it if you like.
1: Measure twice, cut once. Absolutely. It's point one mm. of a mil thick. So yeah, fourth hour. Mm. Hey, <laughs> oh Come on, then. Shall I quiz you rather than bore you with figures? Yes. Right, Sean, are you ready for the quiz? No. Number one. Who partnered with Sega to make Wonderboy in Monsterland? Westone. And just a minute, let me give you a second extra point for pronouncing Weststone rather than West One. Yay! So I've got two. Two points. Two points, I'm having two. Number two, what kind of game is Zing Zing Zip? And you gotta say oh. like, you gotta say it like this, Sean. Zing Zing Zip. <laughs> it's a shoot 'em up. What kind? Vertical. That's your third point. Yes. Could be on for beating the six. Number three, what company made Van Van Car? Oh, bum. Not Bum. No, they don't make games.
0: I'm going to have a guess. I'm going to have to have a guess at Taito.
1: <coughs> nope, Sanritsu. Sanritsu, damn. Number four. Tell me some of the message you get on the title page of Moon Mooncresta. You can have a lot of fun and thrill. I'll give you that. The actual tr- thing is trip to the space war. Mooncrest, try it now. You can get a lot of fun and thrill. Yeah. How many points is that? Five? That's four. Number five. Which ROM version of 1942 is the standard version? A. No, it's B. Is it B? No, B's
0: fixed. Provision B is fixed. Version. B is the
1: standard version in Maine.
0: Yeah, but that's fixed. That's, that's the one without the ATK bug.
1: Exactly. That's one of the, the use for the world record holding. Surely.
0: No, no, the 80K. Don't
1: argue bug. with the question, master.
0: They have to use the 80K bug one for the world records. Number six.
1: It... You got it wrong. What right. kind of hardware did Data East's Astro Fantasia come on?
0: The Deco cassette system.
1: Oh god, damn it! You got that right as well. Yes, five, <gasps> five. Number seven. What is the most significant change from Crazy Kong to Crazy Kong Part 2? Colours. Yep. Oh God, these are too easy. Six. Six. I'm going to make sure you don't get any minor change from now. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight. What label version is the standard Defender version? Is it yellow? Red. Oh, pants. Number nine. What kind of game is Boggy84? Platformer. Yes. Yes. Seven. Oh, I, I got seven. I've my game. Number ten. What game is Zippy Race also known as? Motor Race USA. Yes. Yes. I'll give you, I'll <laughs> give you a boat. I'll give you... Oh, sorry. No, it isn't. It isn't. It is. I'll give you another chance. It's not. It is Motor Race USA, isn't it? Traverse USA or Moto Tour. Oh, bugger. Wrong. So you've still got seven. You've beaten me. Sean oh, Holly is the world record quiz master.
0: Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Williams licensed uh, motor race.
1: Are you Googling?
0: I... Yeah. That's Williams. cheating. You
1: get zero points.
0: Yeah, Motor Race USA is the Williams version of Zippy Race.
1: Well, do you know what that means, don't you? Yeah. That means You've eight, eight got eight points, and my version of MAME is rubbish. It not have all the clones on it.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I knew that because I was looking at the artwork the other day because it's typical Williams artwork. Very,
1: very good. Well, well done, you. Yeah, oh, I was on fire there. Hashtag not a sore loser. I, I love that quiz. The next ball. time I see you, Sean, you will be on fire. <laughs> Harumph. Feature Game
0: Review Right, this is the featured game as chosen by Mark Chopped His Finger Off Happy Dude. And it,
1: and it is Gigawing or Giggawingoo. Now... You don't pronounce the U on the end in Japanese, but I like to because I'm an idiot.
0: Oh. Yes. This is released by Takumi and... uh, Sorry, it's it's developed by Takumi and released by Capcom on their CPS2 hardware. 68K CPU with a Z80 sound processor. The game was released in
1: 1999. Oh, and surprise, surprise, Takumi was founded by four members of Plan. It's an eight-way stick, two buttons. Easy. Yep. Yep, it is it is
0: a bullet hell shoot 'em up. It's a vertical shoot-em-up on a horizontal screen, which is a bit weird. Was all all the CPS two games, all the rest of them horizontal?
1: Apart from it's Strikers nineteen four uh nineteen forty four. Is that a vertical game? Because Mars Matrix 90... is horizontal. There's um,
0: nineteen forty four the Master. that's that's a horizontal
1: shoot. A horizontal screen, but a vertical shooter. Because Pro Gear is horizontal. That's a horizontal game, though. Mars Matrix is a horizontal shooter as well, but it's not up the screen. Yeah, I think a lot of their games were... I don't think many of them were um, vertical. Is 1941 on CPS2 hardware? I think it might Does... be. That's a vertical game.
0: Let's have a look at the excellent System 16 site.
1: Go on, then. Yeah, you're going
0: to have to... Do some whistling or something. Here we go. Capcom. CPS
1: 2. Oh, there's a lot of games. Yeah, Mars
0: Matrix. Yeah, Marvel. there's a lot of Marvel versus games. Vampire Hunter. What are they? Oh, they're Darkstalkers. That's the, uh, Super Street Fighter 2. Yeah, they're all horizontal. 1944. 19XX. The War Against Destiny. Alien versus Predator. Okay. Alan's versus Peter. Alan's versus Peter's. Yeah, so that's probably why they did it then. Okay. Right, the, yes, a vertical shoot-em-up, as we said. It's a fantasy kind of military setting kind of thing. That with never your... happens
1: in shoot 'em ups does it?
0: No. With, it reminds me a bit of Gunbird, some of it. With your standard planes, tanks, turrets and boats enemies. There's a story going on, apparently, about retrieving a magic medallion or something. The characters in, these, in the cutscenes are kind of steampunky too.
1: Let me just stop you there, Sean. How can you dismiss the medallion so easily? It possesses great power.
0: It is. It's a powerful medallion. It spins on its own and moves up the screen. I've never had a medallion do that.
1: All my medallions do that. All of them. Do they spin? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Do you wear them around your chest, like a hippie, like with, with an open open shirt? You bet your ass I do. Oh, yeah, and some flares. Oh yeah. Anyway... Pick one of four ships. Pick them, kids. Pick them now. Each has a different speed, weapon, and smart bomb. So I, I like the default one best, which is purple. And you start at a different level depending on which, which ship you choose, it's like the Sikyo games. For fourth level onwards is,
1: is the same for all ships. Right. The characters, you didn't write this down, but I've put these down because this is important. The characters you can choose, right? The first one is Sinosuke. Is a standard spiky-head 12-year-old fighter pilot who grew up on the mean streets of Yeovil and regrets spraying his spaceship pink, as all his mates call him a lass for doing so. <laughs> Ruby has pink hair and likes 80s punk bands. She is a female rugby player who plays for Rotherham Rugby Union. Her melee attack uses rugby balls that have got a tiny bit of dog poo on from the municipal <laughs> playing fields. There's a geezer there's a geezer called Stuck, who is a cyborg circus master with a robot eye. It was a bit incontinent due to his eyeball mishap. He walked into a ladder as a kid. See? Them ladders can take your eye out. It can happen. They can. Mm. A little bit of wee comes out when he gets into acrobatic dogfights, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Sean, because uh-huh. he wears ten a man rubber pants.
0: They're nice, them. Have you tried them?
1: They're e- eat yeah. Isha is a blue-haired nun type, collects antique teapots, and the song Bring Full of Isha was named after her.
0: <laughs> Probably. So you've made a load of stuff up there, basically.
1: I may have done.
0: I think you've been... I may have pod-
1: been a bit fast and loose with the truth.
0: You've been podcasting with me too long, Vic. Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, here's some instructions for you, some instructions. A, button to fire. No auto-fire in this, which is strange for bullet hell. Very strange. Hold A to charge the Reflect Barrier. Invincibility when the gauge is full. The Reflect Barrier also bounces enemy bullets back at them and then turns into these gold medals, and you collect the gold medals to to increase your bonus multiplier.
1: In your face, enemies. In your face. Yay.
0: It's a unusual mechanic that you can also collect p's and b's when usually in the middle of all these medals and that and they power up your main shot and add a smart bomb respectively b button is your smart bomb they call it a force bomb it's like a standard thing you know all the all the bullets disappear off the screen and then you do damage to whoever's on the screen apart from yourself the key to scoring big in this game is to keep collecting the medals as they multiply up and up and you're rewarded with a huge bonus at the end of each level, the seven levels. The medal multiplier is reset if you die or it, it starts again at the beginning of each new level. So if you get through the level at the end and you get stupid bonus points if you don't die.
2: Mm.
0: Like trillions on later levels. Right, level one lava dock it's not water jeremy it's in lava level two train track these are not trains jeremy they them are finn robots robots on the tracks level three floating aircraft hangar. ffs jezza it's an in mobile platform floating in f in sky in the sky level four all right (laughs) calm down Hovering islands. Buddha on a biped. There's a thin propeller and them thin islands. Look, Jeremy FFS. Look. wonder if it's Jeremy Corbyn. It might no, be. Might be. Level five. Pyramids in the sky. OMFG. Them pyramids are not, are not made of stone or brick, Jezza. They're thin metal. Metal. F***ing metal pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> FFS. <laughs> level six is a medallion level. It's just like a... It's like a boss fight, this one. That's all it is. Sweet baby Jesus, there's a medallion spinning in a gold octagon. That's not your f***ing normal octagon, Jeremy. It's an f***ing gold octagon. Look at it. It's f***ing gold. <sighs> Level 7 end game. I've called it end game, like the Avengers movie. This is it. This is it, mate. This is what you've been f***ing fighting for. Shoot them mother Effer's Jezza. Jez- Shoot them all out of the f***ing galaxy. That's right, you f***ing heard. Better now? Have you got that like, all out of your system, Sean? Yeah, there's not a lot of actual detail about the levels there, but I enjoyed writing that.
1: Yeah, and shouting a lot. <laughs> there are some tips and secrets for this game on GameFAQs. I'm going to put the web address on the website for everyone to look at. Even though I don't, this ga- I don't f- care for this game at all, reading some of the stuff on GameFAQs, it seems very technical, If you can actually be bothered to get into that that deeply, the four characters do have distinct qualities over each other for speed, shot power, bomb power, bullet patterns, and so on. And there are also various ways of gaining huge scores, even huger than the 12-digit scores you can get just for pressing the start button. There are also certain ways to kill off the bosses for large scores, etc. as well. So it is a very technical game if you can be bothered to get into it.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: like a, like a lot of these bullet shooters if you sort of learn how to play the game properly and do things in certain orders and, and use your tactics they can be quite rewarding but they're not for me
0: yeah there's a bit here I've been chatting to a guy called Pearl who submitted a score and he played with player 2 he used player 2 so I said why, why did he use player 2 and he says the the damage that the ship does as player two is a little bit more than player one. Just a minute. Can
1: you hear that? That's the troll nad's cheating alarm going off. He won't like that, will he? Yeah, I dunno. Did we didn't specify,
0: did we, that what player he could play? No, he can, he's done it if he found this out then that's good good going for him
1: Clever and he him. said
0: he said there's loads of games like this you know i said all right and he sent me a list
1: mm, it's and, interesting this one
0: yeah there's air galet the, these are different gameplay differences with the second player uh, you start with different bombs on air galet that's that's is that gazelle or someone that's another total plan spin-off game death smiles two player as weak a bomb Oh right! Uh, yeah, uh, Dodonpachi, Escaluda, Esprade, Fire Barrel, Forgotten
1: Worlds. G Darius is two-player bosses have more HP, more hit points. This it's is weird, weird because it reminds me of something that Charlie Far did the other day. Because on on Gallagher, if you play as the first player, the digits don't go beyond a million; they go nine 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 ninety, and then roll over to zero. But on the two-player mm-hmm. side it has actually got the extra digit, the seventh digit for millions, because Charlie Favrecy got over a million on Gallagher, And it, that's why the, the high score players who play Gallagher, play as player two.
0: This this one I know, Raiden, this is what, uh, what's he called? SM Radius always starts as player two on Raiden. Oh, really? Raiden one. Yeah, because the ship's faster.
1: Oh, is it really?
0: Player two ship, yeah. And I was and sorting out
1: easy... my PCBs and then I came across my Raiden board. Ooh, I have to put it in and have a go easier difficulty as well no pearl way can, yeah that is interesting i will try that out
0: there's loads of them he's actually they compiling the list he says it's not all the stuff that he's found but that's his list so I've, I've i've said can we link to it and he said we can so that's going to be on the on the website cheers pearl anyway back to Giga Wing. use is, these are my tips use the reflect barrier as a shield for when get when the going gets tough obviously but beware of a second or so power up time you, you press it and then there's a delay so if the bullets are nearly on top of you you're dead you got so you've got to got to anticipate learn when to use the reflect barrier for maximum metal hoover upage hoover upage is a, is a thing yeah. but be wary of weaving through bullets to get the medals because you can get confused with all the red the blue and the gold on the screen you get killed Another weird thing, there's no
1: extra lives in this game. Ooh. None at all, none given. Oh, that's weird. A, that, yeah, most, most modern-ish games always have extra lives, don't they, at a certain score? Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I haven't seen any one-ups or anything, so weird. And you get a stupid amount of bonus points for any remaining bomb stock at the end of the level, so try not to use your bombs. Obviously, use them to
1: not die. That's common can... in um, Bullet hells, though, isn't it? Yeah. You get extra yeah. bonus points in riding if you uh, don't use your bombs as well hmm well, what do you think of the graphics and sound bit well i think they're quite nice actually my, my little bits at the bottom here i'll just scroll up to that the graphics are quite nice but everything is always overlaid by millions of pink bullets you don't really have a chance to look at them that often music is also yeah. pretty good again if you have actually a chance to listen to it There's so much going on and explosions going down you can't really hear the music but it's actually pretty well done Mm. i put nice graphics
0: and sound nothing outstanding but graphics have a certain style that i like Mm. music is really good and ranges from plinky plunky piano-ish things to full-on tech now but it's very varied i like it
1: yeah it's a later game so you do get the good graphics and sound with it
0: cabinet art it was just a kit i can find a marquee and cpo online you can see them trivia Average reviews upon release, according to Wikipedia, but it is a cult favourite amongst mentalists who like insane scores. Yeah. Co- cover art on the European and the USA Dreamcast versions are different. I don't know, that, did that happen with a lot of Dreamcast games?
1: Yeah, the, America, uh, the Japanese Dreamcast games came in a normal-sized CD jewel case. In mm. the UK, I think in America as well, we had thicker cases... With like double jewel cases, which fell apart very easily. They were very breakable. I think the American yeah. ones were different as well, actually. They were quite different. And the, the, the logos were different on the American versions as well.
0: It's orange, weren't it? The Dreamcast logo in America.
1: Yeah, and blue in the UK. I think Asian yeah. ones were different as well.
0: Right, the ports and sequels, it was, as we said, ported to the Dreamcast. Also, GigaWing 2 was released on Sega Naomi hardware in 2000, and GigaWing Generations in 2004 on Taito Type X1 hardware, and also on PS2. Mm.
1: Uh Uh-oh, we've got to do the scores now. This is silly, because we've done two columns. You've done one column with the billions in, and some of these go into trillions, mind. Yeah. So we're just going to read out, the billion just, bit, I think. Just read
0: out the billions, yeah. Yeah. because I've just is, divided all the scores by a billion.
1: <laughs> this is bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. So we're at the bottom of the list with a massive score by Andrew Anahe of six billion and something. I wish I was playing on a proper cab, but it's out of operation at the moment, so back to the GPD XD.
0: Benny Benassi, six billion. I'm not going to have much of a chance to play this anymore. Awesome game, sadly. First go for a point.
1: Uh, Ed Horse, 7 billion. Just throwing a score up there. Again, no time for this one. Steve Tyke, 9
0: billion. First game equivalent of about 9,600 on Gallagher, right? Good luck tracking the scores on this one. Yeah,
1: cheers. Alan Delta Lima, 10 billion. Uh, only a quick game this fortnight. Lots of going on with the family. So, Sean and Victor, which one of you two lovely gents missed my score for the last show? That was definitely Sean. Uh, yeah. You've you forgiven this time. Off to RK Club this weekend my, with my 10-year-old.
0: Oh, I'll see you this weekend then. It's be over from Ireland then. Oh, nice. As Clark, As Clark, eleven. He's just got eleven billion. Woohoo! I finally got to get to post a high score. Just a pity it's nowhere near as high as everyone else. Good game, but chaotic in places.
1: Yeah, sixth, sixth of the last. You are uh, ZX Michael, seventeen billion. Not for me. Why did I die? Why did I not die? I spent the first couple of games avoiding the gold things because I thought they looked like mines. They do look a bit, don't they?
0: Salbug, nineteen billion Gigawing was kind of fun, but i'm giving it a negative review since you can't scroll through letters by holding the joystick when entering a high score, even
1: kangaroo has that feature. you have to tap 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 for each letter in Gigawing oh yeah, that basically... is very annoying yeah because if you're going to go backwards to look for v like I do, it goes through all the letter the numbers and and weird squiggly characters and then gets the letters again it. it's it's really annoying
0: mine's all right s a h you have to find the s. Then the A's there, and then the H is about seven along, isn't
1: it? Well, V like, is quite far back. Then A is easy, and C is easy. Mm. Uh, Exploding pinball man, twenty-two billion. Game is really grown on me. If only I could figure out why I get the points. Mm. Michael Vortman, twenty-six.
0: Very rewarding to see everything explode. I just really envy people who are able to dodge all the bullets.
1: Chris plus plus. Chris Federico, thirty billion. It says two hundred and ninety seven in yellow numbers and then twelve two one zero zero seven zero in blue numbers. This is been I scored over a trillion points. I bet Charlie Far's score is going to get past the border and off the screen entirely. Anyway, I'd be interested to hear your opinions of this busy mess.
0: A busy mess, it is Yeah, it's Pretty good. Mr Deadlock, thirty two billion. Hashtag crazy high scores.
1: Matthew Bridge, thirty four billion. Not a bad game.
0: Ludicrous scoring. Paul Higgins, 39. Sometimes I wish I was Charlie Farr, even for a couple of podcasts.
1: Uh, me, 47 billion odd, whatever it was. i Is that good? I, I don't... I've no idea.
0: <laughs> he is Jimmy... 57. On holidays this week, podcast downloaded, so no danger of roaming charges this time. He downloaded our podcast for 90 quid, didn't he? Quick blast before I leave. First time I've submitted a score so bug it nearly blew the character limit for a tweet.
1: (laughs) Bill Wellham, 64 billion. Had two goes of giggling. Pinball scores are fun, but in the end it doesn't feel as classy as a cave Danmaku. I'll agree with that. Brian Haribo, 117.
0: We're in for the hundreds of billions now. Mm. I can't even say this in English, so here's a load of numbers.
1: Yeah, that'll do. Paul McCaskey, 142 billion. I wasn't sure about this at first, but it's grown on me. There is an awful lot going on, though, and I'm getting arcade hand already. Ooh.
0: Mark, insert many coins. 146. First 10p score interaction of the year for me. Sadly, work and family commitments have kept me away. Had a few goes and giggling. Initially not a fan, but once I got used to the timing on the reflective shield mechanic, I was starting to come around.
1: Ah, oh, soul. 163 billion. The scoring is bonkers on this. It's like a premium rate phone number from the 90s. <laughs>
0: Richard Rumsey, drumsy, 164. Giga Wing is something else. First night playing and not sure when I'll get another go, so thought I'd post my score.
1: That's a good score. Mark Watno Gravy, 185 billion. It's a good game, but it's just not pulling me in for some reason. To be honest, I'd rather play Chucky Egg on the Electron. Oh. Ivoga,
0: 231 billion points. This game is naff. Too much on the screen and you just dodge, not shoot. The Sanwa silent buttons are helpful on shmups though, as this as the padding inside reduces the impact of hammering the button.
1: Ooh, I've, I've never played with those buttons. This would be pretty good. Jeremy Riley, 272 billion. I'm not a fan of bullet hell shooters, but it's always a pleasure to play something as polished as this. Mm. Next is me,
0: 278 billion. I. To be honest, with a hell of a lot going on, I've hardly played it, which is not good. I reckon I could have got a trillion if I put time in, but I just didn't. So What it's my level f- did you get to? Three.
1: All right, I just beat this first boss. That's all I did.
0: Yeah, I just got to three, and that, that was it. Yeah, I should have put more time in, but I don't know what happened this... Well, I've been very busy, so... There you go, my excuse for a poor score.
1: Button-mashing-fun, 286 billion. Is it me, or does it sound like the game says... O.T. instead of OK when the shield is ready.
0: That's helpful, that, isn't it? It that,
1: not it its helpful, but it does sound you weird.
0: Have, you don't have to look at the bar, do you? Ian Cullen, 291. 110 billion 10p score. Quite like the reflect mechanic in this game, but the scores are insane.
1: Mm-hmm. Tactical Giles, 335 billion. I really like this game. Very, very hectic, but it doesn't feel unfair. Also doesn't suffer from the one-life flaw that so many shooters have, where you lose your first life, and may as well give up because you're back to having a pea shooter.
0: Nice. Darren Townsend, 361. Great game.
1: Chris Mooncrest, the bootleg, 402 billion. Loving it. Haven't even rage quit once yet. I'm expecting the next podcast will be 30 minutes longer just for the scores to be read out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Buller 407 loving gigawing this is my favorite on my favorite schmuck list now the crazy scoring makes me feel like i'm
1: charlie farr zach hamilton 409 billion first time leaving a score great game with a cool mechanic reminds me of Gowanga, which is one of my favorites Gowanga is one of my favorites and it does not remind me of that at all
0: jason rayner 506 and it's a new player there thank you 506 billion a really fun game first time entering the 10 piece scored challenge I only just recently started listening to the podcast and it's
1: a lot of fun keep it up thank, thank you. you michael Tillander, 913 billion not enjoying this ruby is my favorite she's the one who plays rugby
0: yeah you can tell that can't mm. you
1: right troll
0: ads has got a very respectable 945 billion
1: points. Oh, my Lord. Our Neil, Neil 20 to 5, 1 trillion, 101 billion. Gigawin, Great bullet hell starting to improve. I love this game. I'm not sure why. Zipper. He,
0: he posted a, a much higher score. He got the digits wrong. But he's
1: got 1.2 trillion points. Matt Neo MK has got 1.66 trillion. Cork in vertical schmuck with bonkers scoring. Nice shield mechanic, but it's just too mental from stage five.
0: Five, wow. Oh. Charlie Farr is in third place. Very
1: poor, very poor.
0: He's not really into bullet hells, though, is he? 4788000000 <laughs> he's not.
1: He's not that into it, no. No, not No. Really.
0: He's, he's just he's probably asleep. G- Gigglewing. Yay, I'm a trillionaire. This game has lots of bullets in hell.
1: And Mark Happy Dude, it was his game. Uh, 6076000000000 points. Thanks for the listener pick, guys. They do say no pain, no gain. Well, there's plenty of pain recently chopped off thumb. Up to level four is a memory game. Level four is luck. Level five is effing manic. No way to remember what is coming next. Still love the game. Sorry you didn't like it, Victor. Never mind. Mm. So in first
0: place... Oh, my Lord. ...with ten times more than everyone else is this guy <laughs> called Pearl, who I've been chatting to on Discord. He's a very, very good guy. And he's put a YouTube video up for us to watch of this one CC of fifty trillion three hundred and seventeen billion points one is, credit clear with one death taken is put
1: is that about how much america owes their could national be. debt is 50 trillion is it
0: <laughs> could be
1: well oh my lord that is crazy stuff so summary
0: and improvements watch pearls 1cc it's amazing and do you know what what he did it with keyboard he played it on a keyboard you're joking no has he got eight hands uh, well, he's he's very very accurate. You see, we've I've watched I've watched his playthrough, and it's very very accurate, re- weaving through all the wow. You know the on
2: keyboard.
1: Cards. Yeah, oh amazing. Oh lord, that's crazy, isn't it? It's a bit crazy. Yeah, so well done, Pearl. Is he good at other stuff?
0: Then, do you reckon? I hope so. Yeah, I hope he's going to be a regular player because that is one hell of a good start,
1: isn't it? Give Charlie far a run for his money. That's and interesting, that, isn't it? That is interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right, I reckon this game is stupid and boring, like bullet hells, most bullet hells. You don't even know where you are when you're dying and when you're surviving in these games. I do not like them at all. Bullet curtain games can just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. If you can get a chance to look at the graphics, they are quite nice, as I said before. Um, but everything's always overlaid by millions of pink bullets, and and also in this game, not just the bullets, what's the gold medals that are spewing out everywhere on the screen? You can hardly see mm. a lot of the graphics; it's just covered up both with movable objects on the screen. So it's just it's too busy. I think was it Sal said? No, Chris Federico said it was a a busy mess, which is what I think it is. I used the incontinent guy with the green aircraft. Uh, And when the usual baloney is being said in the intermission at the start, there are some proper dope flutes playing in the background. You heard the music? I like a flute, especially when it's dope. It's a dope flute. Uh, Also, the elephant in the room for this game, they need to chop off at at least the last nine digits of the scores. Really annoying for score challenges like this. It's just silly really daft
0: yeah well my summary and improvements i would like an auto fire because it's weird not having one on a bullet hell and have the reflect barrier on a separate button to make it a three button game Mm. i I think it's an i haven't played it enough which is my own fault but i think it's an okay shooter with some interesting mechanics the the lack of extra lives and the reflect barrier certainly make it different but Mm. i wouldn't say it's anything special i know people people do like it but I think it's alright I don't think it's up to the quality of a cave game do you, yeah. uh, oh, do, do you know what I was doing as well no last night I thought right I've got some time to play this now and I played it for I gave it an hour and you know got an okay very okay well average score were you playing a dope flute <laughs> yeah playing a dope flute as well. and I, I sort of got sidetracked I started playing Volgus and put, <laughs> good choice I put all. Awesome, I put auto fire on oh, Volgus shooting gat. I know it doesn't matter does it? And it was just really nice to play. You know, you know there's more room on the screen to dodge stuff and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I just really enjoyed playing that for I might play it again tonight just put auto fire on Volgus and just potter through it. really really good.
1: Mm. That's what I think. that's what I did with a lot of this game. I didn't think much of it at all, I thought that's was just nonsense. I' I played other games instead. I know we shouldn't be doing that and we're trying to do a podcast about it, but you can't help it sometimes, can you? No, you've got to play other stuff, haven't you? Yes.
0: Next Show's Game.
1: And this leaves me to choose Next Show's Game. And unlike you and Mark Happy do choosing these silly games, I'm going to choose a classic. Popeye by nintendo
0: i've never got on with this but i'm gonna give it a go
1: good because i get on with it okay and i know alex is pretty good he can give me some tips and uh yeah so it's nintendo's popeye the rom is just called popeye and it's revision d Uh, lives three difficulty easy extra lives at forty thousand points
0: nice and the deadline for your score submissions this time now we're doing tuesdays is tuesday the 2nd of april where well, we'll be in april in two weeks 1700 hours uk time please kids
1: oh and also when you're playing the game you're not to use any performance enhancing spinach when you're playing the game it's not allowed right only in-game I can... spinach eating
0: I tried that once. It didn't make my muscles bigger or anything. Just eating spinach, it just didn't taste very
1: nice that, it. Really. But have you had a spinach and ricotta pie? Oh, uh, no, I don't think I have. You should try that them.
0: sort of thing. Wife likes that kind of stuff, but it's it's you know it's got like no vegetables. In it. It got, yeah, has it got bacon in it? <laughs>
1: that kind of stuff. Vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, uh, thank you for talking to me, Sean and we will talk to the listeners in two weeks time thanks and goodbye
0: yes thank you Vic, and thank you listeners see you again soon kids goodbye goodbye
1: you can download or play the podcast read all the show notes and leave feedback at www10 you can email me at vertvic at you can also reach us on our facebook page you can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet sean at sean holly We'd love to hear from you, for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.